0: Welcome Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients, and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself. Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors. I'm Dr. Enrico Dolchcori, and this week, we're talking about how you're not as good as you think you are. What does that mean? Well, I think sometimes outside of the ego, we sometimes think that uh, we're excellent at what we do when really what we're doing each and every day is practicing what we do. It's called practice for a reason. We're always practicing. We're always trying to get better at what we do. But as the years go by, we seem to get a little bit of an ego from the people that we help. I think that's where it all comes from. And what that does is really holds us back as time goes forward. Let me explain. As we help more and more people, we start to hear the praise that they give us. Not only do they exchange money for the services that we provide them, but they also express gratitude and they trade praise and they want to gift you because you make major changes in their life. It's in a very awarding career to have in the health service profession, especially as a chiropractor, because results don't lie. You end up changing people's lives, and it's pretty amazing. And as the years go by, it's less and less of a surprise on how many people you can actually help. It's actually really cool. I know most of you have felt everything I had just said. However, and I don't mean this in an egotistical way, what ends up happening is that constant praise puts us into a comfort zone. And that comfort zone is that we are doing everything well because people are happy. People are getting results. And that is great from the professional side of the service that you provide. But from the business side, the metrics start to change as time goes on. And you start to realize that all that praise is really holding you back because you're not getting much counter counterintuitive uh, information. You're not getting much negative feedback. You're not getting much critical feedback from the patients because you end up starting to think that everyone is really happy with what you do. When in reality, is, and you can look through your patient files. I, this just dawned on me a couple weeks ago. We're like, we just crossed, you know, ten thousand eight hundred on our Cairo Touch, and I was like, it starts at one thousand. So obviously, nine thousand patient files in five years. You know, we're going almost six years here, and I was like, wow, hang on a second, let's do the math here. And uh, you start looking at that and what you're processing. The pe- these are all encounters with people, right? It doesn't mean that every single one signed a care plan. It doesn't mean that every single one uh, came in twice. Uh, it, they may have came in once, learned something and left. Who knows? But it, what it means is that we've encountered almost 10,000 people. And if I go to my Google reviews, I don't have 10,000 reviews. I don't have 5,000 reviews. I don't have 1,000 reviews. I don't have 500 reviews. So if you're going to sit there and think that you're doing everything right, and you're so amazing, um, you can look at something, a metric like that, Google reviews, because when you do something amazing, people are more likely to leave a review, right? Uh, If you do something um, good, less likely people are going to leave a review. And that's because they paid you. They're expecting you to do a good job. Uh, You'll definitely get a negative review if you do a bad job it's nine times more likely to get a negative review than it is to get a positive review. So the amazing thing about chiropractors is you have so many good reviews. Uh, it is it is actually really good. But let's dissect the metrics a little bit and talk about, you know, if you're seeing 10,000 people in your career, and whether that's in five years or 10 years or one year or 20 years, it doesn't matter. But once you help 10,000 uh, you start to think and and be like, well, how how come I only have three hundred Google reviews? Why why don't I have three thousand Google reviews? What why don't thirty percent of people leave a review? Why don't? And there's reasons for that. Maybe you don't even ask people to write write a review. Uh, maybe you just wait for people to to write a review. Um, whatever it may be, maybe you just organically don't even care about it. That's fine. But these are just simple metrics into showing you that you're really not as good as you think you are. You're not that steak restaurant downtown. Every city has that mom and pop staple restaurant that everyone knows in town. Uh, Here in Tampa, it's Burn Steakhouse. And you go to their website and you check the reviews and they've got thousands upon thousands of reviews and like a 4.6 Google rating. So And they've been around for 50 years, thousands of reviews. People are more likely to leave a review about a good steak dinner or a bad steak dinner. All the negative reviews are like overpriced, crappy place, you know, all that stuff. Uh, But all the good reviews are like, this is one of the best experiences I've had in my dining experience life. So it makes you wonder of how much more we can improve. And if you constantly sit on the praise, you're going to fall into a comfort zone that really restricts you from growth. It really does. It puts you complacent into where you are. Now, you know, some people say, you know, you really push too much about growth. You know, so what, what happens if you get to a place of being happy? Well, I would love to interview you if you're a place of happiness in in your business. It's only two people I've ever met in my career to run a chiropractic office that truly defines the goal that many of us are trying to go through in the wellness practice. Some of you call your your clinics something something and wellness uh, It's unbelievable but but really are you doing a wellness practice are people sticking a- around for lifetime care? Uh, what's your PVA that's that's the questions we have to ask because this is where the thought came from and I was talking to another chiropractor I just traveled to, to Calgary, a good friend of mine and uh, we we're talking about this I'm like doesn't it you know how many new patients do you need over time after five years, 10 years, 15 years to get to the point, where you no longer can accept new patients because you just have this reoccurring stream of people that you give. What do you have to do to get there? Why are, why are we perpetually always going after new patients? This seems ridiculous. And, um, you know, we were talking back and forth. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense because, you know, no one sticks forever. I'm like, well, I think that's a us thing, not a them thing. Because people will stick with their PCP for years, their entire career. PC, you know, uh, medical doctors will fill their practice and not accept new patients because they're full. They're literally full. The, the the schedule's full. The reoccurring reoccurring appointments fills their schedule. They can't accept new patients. Only very few chiropractors I know that can do this. And the ones, uh, the other ones, uh, don't really run anything impressive. They're just happy with a part time practice and they're full. And you know, they take home seven thousand a month. They're they're happy. That's great. It's good. That's good pay, I guess, right? Um, doesn't float my boat. But um, but the ones I'm talking about with you know 400, 900 PVAs are the ones that could not accept new patients. They would accept one or two direct referrals that had to jump through multiple hoops to qualify to be their patient. Otherwise, they can choose an associate in the office. Uh, that's, I think, a place I'd love for many of us to get to is like, how do we get to a point where we're like, yeah, no, great. I love that. You'd love to work with me, but you're going to have to work with Cairo number two in the office. I've been here for you know 15 years. I don't, I got a full practice. I, I can't literally squeeze one more patient in if somebody dies. I'll give you a call. Uh, that would be the ideal practice to be in. Uh, so just think about your complacency. So I, I wanted this podcast to kind of sport, spur some, some emotion, In us to break the comfort zone. Some of you wait, you get stressed, a little bit of anxiety. It's usually money related, or staff related, or business related, and then the eggshell starts to crack. But when this, once the eggshell starts to crack, it's too late. Now we're under too much pressure. Now it's under too. Now it's retaliatory. Uh, This has come from you know a few calls just in the last few weeks from clients that want to work with me, and and they're desperate. They're 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 scared. They're in a bad position in their business. They're they're losing money. And I'm like, listen, this isn't the time to do this, to do this. You need a coach. And I refer them to someone else. I refer them to another coach that I think will be a good fit for them because I'm here to grow. I'm here to help you grow. That's what I do specifically. And my qualification process is built around that. But this isn't about me. This is about the, the stories I'm listening over and over again. This is scary. These are people that have been doing well for years and now. Now we're starting to feel like they're they're losing five, 10k a month. And how long can you run that for? And I feel them. I am like, man, there's a, there's a, a point where we're gonna run out of money. Then there's a point where you don't you're not even gonna want to borrow money to keep it afloat. It's gonna be like a dead fish. Why would you try and make this thing work? It's not gonna work. That's sad. That's sad. And that's a rule for every business. This isn't to scare you. I'm just telling you, there are people out there struggling and they're good doctors. I mean, my group of people that I'm surrounded by are not lousy, tired, exhausted, or, uh, poor chiropractors or, um, bad chiro or unethical or immoral or doing crazy things. They're, they're, they're great chiropractors. They're really good, great doctors. And I've known them for years. So to see them struggle is, is tough. And, um, that's where this podcast is coming from. And the reason why is because we get complacent. We get complacent. And I felt I felt this over the last four years. Um, for many of you, 2020 was a crazy year, super stressful. For others, you got through it pretty easily and you were like, hey, things are good. 2021, 2022, you were showered with gifts from the universe on new patients. You really were. Some of you might say, I don't know what he's talking about. But Most of you, it was the phone just started to ring naturally. And you think it's because you're doing a good job when really the economy was booming and people had money and cash. So remember, chiropractic and health services fall lower down the necessity list. Food, shelter, mortgage, car payment, gasoline, electrical bill, phone bill. Those things are number one. Unfortunately, the cable bill is ahead of you um, just because of priorities in our culture. But the point of this is, we you can't be you're, what you're feeling. If you're struggling, it's because of complacency over the last few years. So, how do we break this? How do we break it? You break it right now by changing and improving everything in your in your systems and procedures. Everything that you do by one percent. One percent is so much easier than trying to improve things by fifty percent. Saying, "Man, we got to improve our conversion rate to fifty percent." That's a huge task. That's not easy to sit here and be like, "Hey, let's uh, improve by fifty percent." Hey, let's let's go from two hundred visits a week to three hundred visits. That's a fifty percent. That's crazy. That's that's a huge goal, and it doesn't happen overnight. That takes time, and you got to do a little little things much better to get there, not just conversion rate. So let's talk about some things that we can improve by one percent. One percent is you know showing up to work consistently at the same time, giving yourself thirty minutes before the the uh, the time starts and not just sitting down and popping open the scheduler and popping open the email, but honestly doing a five minute huddle with the team beforehand, doing a five minute review of the day of what's what appointments are there for the day, uh, doing a fi- another five minute review where you go through every single patient on the schedule. It's tougher when you have a hundred on, on the books per the day, but you still got to do it and it only takes a couple seconds. So if you see 50 in a day or you see 20 in a day, this is going to take you one minute. If you see a hundred in a day, it's going to take you five minutes. Not a big deal where you click on every name and you and your CA, your front desk CA, your check-in CA, or or your office manager, whoever is the patient concierge, you and them go through it. Then that has to be done with every associate in the office too. So the patient concierge or the front desk CA, whoever the one that's responsible for this is going to be the one that has to do it three times for three doctors or whatever it may be. That's okay. That's their job. That's part of their job description. If it's not, you're going to put it in their job description, you're going to update it tomorrow, and you're going to make them sign it. That's just part of the job. You guys are growing and you're moving, and that's, that's their job. So you put it under their tasks. That's one example. And then when you're adjusting, the conversation changes directly to health and wellness. Hey, Sally, how's it going today? Great. Hey you know, I want to know how your family's doing. I want to know how you're doing. What are some things that you've thought about in 2024 so far that are going to help you bring greater health and wellness to you and your family? You're going to get blank stares from a lot of people, but that's just one way to change the conversation. No longer pointing to their right butt cheek about the pain that they're having. No longer talking about the weather and the cold and the snow and all that stuff. Now they're talking about, oh, You know, I haven't thought about that. No, no thoughts at all. What are you going to do this year that's going to make you better than you were last year to make sure you slow down the trajectory of degeneration? Huh, great question. I'm like, how about focusing on inflammation? What are some things that make you inflamed that you know if you eat them, you get inflamed? Oh, yeah, no, I know. I try not to eat gluten and I try not to eat dairy great. What else do you think uh, might bother you that, you know, Oh, you know, you know, with all this stuff, beer too, you know, I enjoy my beer. Well, great. What can you do this year around beer to make you healthier? Should you drink a lot more of it? Should you should drink a lot less of it. should you drink a lot less of it. Yeah. Yeah. Beer doesn't make you happy. It's, and then you just guide the conversation like this. You see, you see what I'm saying? So health food is easy. That's why I defaulted to food, food inflammation. Those are easy on the top of my head when I talk about wellness. If you can stay less inflamed, I think you're living a better life. So we start there. Then you can talk about physicality. You can talk about movement, stretching, uh, meditation, mental health. I mean, there's so many little things that you can do and bounce around. And you're going to see a different energy in the office start to shift from patient to patient. And when you do this, and all you do is you're just going to talk. You're going to improve your table talk by 1% by doing that. Then as the visits start to stack, you start to get referrals, People are like this guy's. This guy's changed subconsciously. They don't know this. They're just like, man, that was a cool conversation. It's not the same old conversation, and also the same old conversations kill a practice as well. People get bored. They just like, hey, they see the, all these ads that are out for other chiropractors. I'm going to try the other guy for twenty nine bucks, right? And they do, and that person is charismatic, and they're just out of school, and they're getting their their office going, and they're excited. And the patient's like, wow, man, this guy's way better than that old guy down the street, Enrique. And um, they move, right? This stuff happens. This is the truth. This is what happens. Uh, and you can't control it all, but you can't control more than you think. So think about the things that you can improve by 1%. What else can you do in your office to improve by 1%? And how does your leadership transfer to your team? And then they improve by 1%. What is the snowball effect that can happen when this happens? This is probably the most beneficial exercise you can do, whether you're struggling, whether you're just opening up, whether you're just not happy in practice, you know who you know who you are. This, this, this episode is hitting home for a few of you. The rest of you are like, okay, good episode. See you next week. But for some of you you're listening right now, you're like, I am struggling this, what else can I do? Money is tight. What am I going to do? going to listen to your Facebook course and put in a thousand bucks a month into Facebook. I don't have a thousand bucks a month right now. I hear you. I understand that's what makes us different than anyone else out there is that we're doing this just like you. We're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing business the way I think chiropractic should be run and the prosperity that every chiropractor should achieve. I'm trying to be a role model when it comes to that so the people who do follow me don't think, not only for my reputation, think that I'm a schmuck, but actually you're like, man, I'm going to try and do some of those things because it actually seems like they work. Yes, I'm going to try and save you the hassle and the frustration that comes with this. There is no big shiny object you can buy that's going to transform your practice. Everybody that has had a major transformation in their careers, it has been a mental switch, literally a switch that just went up and then they regretted all the years that they for- didn't do that and are super happy that on the day that they did because they just flipped the switch, they changed their attitude, they changed their KPIs, and they focused on the right metrics that actually matter to make a business prosper. You're complacent. You're comfortable. You don't ask for referrals. You don't push your patients. You don't push them to, you don't break their comfort zone. You make healthcare comfortable for them, thinking that that comfort is why they keep coming back to you. It's not. It's the uncomfortable conversations that you have with them that make them keep coming back. You know, the ones that sometimes you have and they're like, doc, you're right. That's, those are the ones, those are the ones that make people just stay with you for life. And I've been dissecting this. we got patients that are on like their 500th visit, in five years, like they're coming in multiple times per week, taking care of their health. We are their primary care. And then many others are around the hundred mark. It's pretty cool. They're coming in, you know, every two weeks and they're staying on, on wellness. And I look at these and I'm like, wow, these are, are literally our ideal patients. What did it? And I've asked a few of them straight on. Hey, why do you still keep coming in? You know, I want my practice to be filled with you and your family. Why do you keep coming in? Like, Because you changed our lives early on. You had that discussion about cleaning out the, the pantry for, for our daughter, and uh, it made a huge difference with the inflammation and it, it helped with her overall behavior. I've seen changes in me. I just function better with chiropractic. Uh, you, like you said, I, like you said, I would. So uh, not only did we deliver on our promise, but we made massive shifts in their health and in their thinking. You need to change the way you think. It will transpire to your practice. Your practice is going to give back to you think about it. If you're in a slump, send me a text. I'll text you right back and try and get you pumped up. Have a great week. You guys are amazing. Keep trucking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at EnricoD.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.